Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. Michael and I will share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again?, for more information on Michael or myself or forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, your co-hosts, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. Hi, and welcome to the show. Today is, uh, what day is it? It's August the 31st, 2016. It's Wednesday. It's Recovery Wednesday. So August 31st, 2016. And this is the last day for the call-in number, which is 646-200-4169. And press 1. That puts you in queue. And we would love to have your comments and your questions because it definitely makes it your show. Tomorrow, we start on our own uh, station with Blog Talk. for new URL is www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash mindshiftersradio. That's the plural, mindshifters radio. And the number tomorrow will be 516-418-5786. And that will be our common number starting tomorrow. We will be on our own show. So we're excited about the pieces. Um, that's going to be It's presented uh, a few little things along the way as well, but we're learning to do that. Jeannie, are you actually there? On. Yeah, can you not hear me? You were breaking up, bubbling and your last two ah. sentences. Just, But just the last two sentences. You were doing quite well until then. Are you with me? Well, either I've dropped or Jeannie's dropped. Okay. Is that any better? Yes. All right. <laughs> I put the phone in the window. So. <laughs> okay. So I was just saying that uh, today's the last day that our calling number is 646 4169 and that starting tomorrow, our new URL is going to be www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash mindshiftersradio. And that's plural, mindshiftersradio. And the call-in number starting tomorrow is going to be 516-418-5786. And it's all the few challenges along the way going to our own station, but we're excited about the possibilities that that's going to bring about. Uh, we will be able, you can do the iTunes or any of the podcast apps on your phone and set up so that it actually sends you notices and will send you the link to the downloads of the episodes as they have completed. So that's a pretty cool little thing that we didn't do before. 
And so we're excited that you've joined us. This is Recovery Wednesday, and our main theme is that we recover back to our being, who we were designed to be. And we all came into this world as that perfect, awesome, wonderful miracle of precious life. And that's, you know, we've forgot it along the way. There have been things like anger, fear, grief, hostility, pain that's gotten laid on top of it. And so our main thing is we want to forgive that. We want to let go of all of those things that don't belong in us and recover the beingness that we are and to get back to that true nature. And you can go to our website, which is www.whyagain.org. And there's lots of tools, lots of freebies. And on that website there is also... Um, in the middle, you'll see the bullseye that takes you to the worksheets and to the MP3s and all of that. Right beside of it, you'll see a little guy carrying a piano up the steps, and that shows the connection between the work we do and the 12-step program going into recovery from addictions, and, and there's lots of information out there about that. So Michael is welcoming a new person. She had called. We're actually in day uh, two of the intensive, and someone called, and it was like, I really need to get there. So she has driven from Chattanooga, Tennessee, all the way up to Missouri, and uh, she just arrived. So Michael is outside right now welcoming her and directing her where to go, and the rest of the crew is preparing lunch, and then we'll go into an afternoon session uh, this afternoon. And I want to thank you again ahead of time, Dr. Tim, for covering for me tomorrow on the switchboard. I will actually be on a plane headed to Tennessee for my stepson's wedding. So thank you for doing that and for being available. You are most welcome and deserving, as we like to say. <laughs> so is anything happening in your world? You had a support group last night, right? Yeah, we um we did. I I'm, I'm I've been struggling with coming up with words for last night's group and the power of it for me and for others. Um I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do it justice. <clears throat> I was half hoping somebody else would put their hand up and say this is what happened in group. We watched the fourth oh. hour. We watched the fourth hour of the um, Why Is This Happening to Me Again that you and Michael did when you were here two years ago in 2014 in September. And so that really pulled things together for several people. One woman said that she had actually done a worksheet in her mind during the video. And another woman who'd done a very powerful worksheet last week talked about the benefits of that, but then also getting triggered, very deep, very deeply triggered this week. And um, that in the process of talking about you know triggers and trauma, I had strong emotion come up, so it ended up that I did a worksheet on an issue that I've worked on quite a bit over my life, and it's related to several other areas. And so I did the worksheet, and 
when it was over and we were processing it, and I had you know quite a few tears and an energy release going on in my worksheet. And then somebody in the group said, well, it's this was life-changing for me. And then she talked about the shift in perspective she had and the energy shift she had. So, uh, as I said, I it's just... I don't know what more to say. It's a blessing in my life to have these tools and to have these groups. And so I was doing more work this morning in the past hour and a half, actually from 9 until 11. I was doing more energy work on this and releases on this and worksheet goal canceling on this type of thing. Uh, tied into what I was talking about that I'd gotten triggered on Friday and Saturday. And so I just, I'm in that space of um, openness after having released a lot of energy and just just feeling deep appreciation and gratitude for having these tools and for having loving people that choose to participate on Tuesdays and Thursdays in our two groups. And... um, and that's where I am. That's what's happening with me. Well, that's awesome. That's, so if anybody from Tim's group is out there listening and you would like to give in your perspective of, of the awesomeness of the group last night, please press 1 and that will put your hand up and we can hear from you. And we'd love to hear from you. And we do have Gail on the line with us. How are you doing, young lady? I'm doing well. Good. Lots of activity going on this morning, isn't it? It is true. It is true. And I'm not sure I have the words either (laughs) about everything. So just um, in a space of of contentment and joy and and bliss and um, just letting all these energies move out and enjoying getting to know new people and reconnecting to people that I've met before. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been good. And of course, every, every group is different. And so this will be the third time that I've done law of the living. And this group is very different from the first group and very different from the second group. And it's, it's all good. Yeah, it's a, it's good energy. Yeah, we've got a really good group. There's uh, 14 people here um, now that this other young lady has arrived. And uh, so it's a really good group, and the energy's been good, and, and we're just now really getting into it. And I think we're going to do why again this afternoon. And Michael just now joined us, so welcome back. You got our new, la- our new lady settled? She's arrived, and uh, actually I just uh, showed her... Uh, where they head down to the heart center for lunch. She said she was hungry and ready to eat. And uh, so it's exciting to have someone here. She actually was acquainted with the old EMI course, which was what Dan McDougall originally did. And she's actually been teaching it in, uh, in Tennessee. And so she's here to get the update to the new laws of living where Dan and I originally, he created a course called emotional maturity instruction for the prisons and I had a course that I had been working with uh, called Lessons in Living. 
And uh, when we put the two together, it became laws of living. And so we took a lot of the naturopathic uh, information and what I had developed and put it together and melded it into laws of living. And so it's exciting to have her here and uh, interesting to, uh, to see on her personal code evaluation. You know, there are 10 areas that uh, 10 scales that the personal code evaluation measures to show people where their blocks are. And I don't think I've ever had anybody arrive with five areas that were either at a hundred or just right, like one question off of a hundred, you know, five, five out of 10 areas right up there off the scale. And so uh, it's, uh, it'll be interesting and exciting to have her input and participation in the class. And she's very excited about being here. So it's pretty cool. And, and you're right, Gail, the, the energy of this class is so different from what we did in uh, Orlando, isn't it? Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> it, it's a very it's a very sweet space. Yes. Yes, it's it's very different. I know that I'm going to get what I need. I get what I need every time I attend a group, but um I know that I'm going to get what I'm going to need what I need this time as well. Awesome. Well, and and there was an interesting conversation in this session. The the idea of intuition came up, and we were looking. And I think it's been six years since we've done an intuitive development intensive. And uh, that conversation came up, and uh, it looks like five different people said they wanted to do intuitive development. And uh, so perhaps we'll uh, we'll schedule intuitive development class for uh, Florida this winter. And so those who might want to get away and spend nine days developing intuition, uh, which is access to information without recourse to reason or carbon-based memory. And so we're, we'll probably schedule that class for this winter if everybody that uh, says, yes, I want to do it, actually follows through and commits to it. And that will create a foundation that, uh, that we'll do uh, intuitive development, which would be pretty cool. And maybe if, uh, if Julie's out there, you know, one of the things that everybody that works with Julie Haverstick comments on is just how intuitive she is and how she works with people with intuition. And so I don't, I don't know just how many times uh, Julie did the intuitive development course, but she's just really honed it to a precious skill that supports people in the healing process immensely. So very cool. Well, have we heard from Dr. Tim yet? Yes, we have. He shared, we have. Uh, what happened. He shared what happened last night in his support group, and then we were just getting started on uh, the Recovery Wednesday. Fabulous. Well, here we are, recovering the state of being, coming back to the truth of who we are, and, uh, of course, that's what it's all about, and that's actually been our uh, our conversation this morning with the uh, uh, opening of uh, of laws of living, so things are moving in a very uh, um, sweet direction with everybody that's in the class. A couple of folks who actually didn't drop in until just the very last minute. Originally, we had uh, seven ladies who were doing it, and since then, two gentlemen dropped in, and then this um, this other ladies uh, arrived, and so we're just just kind of rocking along. It is good, and. Is there anything for you, uh, Gail, that's been triggered uh, in the last few days of being here regarding uh, insight into recovery and where the uh, the work intersects with recovery? I um, I 
not today so much, but yesterday I had a lot of things triggered for me. Um, and it was based on a, a question about um, my daughter is attending the uh, Healing the Whole Woman or Woman to Woman a retreat that's going to take place after this. And I was describing um, to Ari um, the the dynamics and um, one of the things um, that came up was my one daughter is in a relationship with um, the father of her son, my grandson, and um, and he's not going to allow her to come. <laughs> And so um, where did she learn that from? Where did she learn to have that kind of bag of garbage to attract somebody that would not allow her to do something that would be the betterment for her and her son and for the family unit that they have? And um, I demonstrated that by um, having a very controlling partner in in their father as well. And so... um, Ari breathed me yesterday morning, and and a lot of stuff came up around that. And I'm going to do several worksheets and several a lot of work to get rid of my block that is blocking her from being able to attend that. So um, that's that's one of the things that have come up. So moving out everything that could possibly interfere with harmonious family and cooperative support for each partner in a family moving forward in life is that uh, is that kind of the direction of the goals that you're uh, you're working with and the worksheets you're doing I haven't done those worksheets yet um, but I guess that sounds like a really good direction to move in it, because this would benefit him as well it would benefit of course, everybody of if she yeah. if she was given if she was given these tools, and that's what I told her when she was texting me, these tools and um, and learning how to do these skills is going to save your life, and, it, and it's it's going to have a huge impact on your son, and it's going to have a huge impact on everybody. Absolutely. And so, and so, uh, what comes up with you when you speak of him as the source of her being stopped? What uh, what resonates for you? Well, what resonates for me is all the control that I subjected myself to in the 16 years that I was in a relationship with her father. That kind of control. And then also I witnessed a lot of control with my father controlling my mother, not allowing her to do things. Um, and also I see this control all the time with my father and stepmother, but I also saw that control with my stepfather and my mother as well. So um, women attracting men, and, and then we were talking about love. What does love mean? Um, you know, the, the verbal word links that come up, that was what I was raised with, That is that if somebody is jealous and doesn't allow you to do something, um, that that is love, that they're showing, they're expressing love for you. Through their through their jealousy and through their control. <laughs> yeah, that's heavy, isn't it? It was heavy coming out of my mouth. <laughs> and so you can see how your daughter came by it honestly. So now the challenge is because I noticed that when you refer to him, 
um, I, I guess the word I would use that, that what what at least shows up in my perception as uh, is that the energy that I get whenever you refer to him is probably something like disapproval. So can you recognize that all of that disapproval energy belongs to you and that perhaps as you are able to forgive that in you, if that's accurate, that then you can be the space that can support him because he's just passing on what his power person did. I guarantee he was two years old and he was controlled by his power person. I guarantee it. And, you know, very likely forcibly. And so in order for that type of control, that type of pain to pass, there needs to be the presence of love. Who's conscious enough in the family system to do it? Agreed, and thank you. Thank you for bringing that up, that I I need to look at him. And his name is Jared. Um, and he is a beautiful soul. Um, when he reacts out of his power person dynamics, yes, there is very much a, a disapproval, and there's a lot of fear that comes up in me when I, I witness this. And I think I told you yesterday that he's becoming more and more comfortable in expressing in his expression of control in front of me before it was hidden. And so I was seeing it, I was hearing about it through my daughter's eyes, you know, when she was expressing it. Um, now I'm seeing it. And um, yes, I'm the most conscious person in this. And so I need to be holding the space of love and, and dissolving these dynamics and, and cool. um, opening the space for everybody to hear. Agreed. I mean, this sounds this sounds like one of your ten times seventy-seven times seventy. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's huge. When it you realize, is. you know, every relationship that you've watched and that you've been in, that's been the dynamic. So, you know, your daughter's come by it honestly. Uh, he was certainly invited into the family system with uh, with an energy that matches now, and and you might take the step two of the worksheet where it says, "I'm willing to." embrace and love every dis-ease energy of the generations and shift that to the whole family system. And and that means as well the part of her that feels like that's how she's safe, that's how she's protected, and that that's how she's loved. I mean, this is, it's, it's got so many tentacles to it that, um, of course, emotionally pull at your heartstrings that uh, it's it's just it's a huge piece of work to do. And you can change it in one generation. How cool is that? Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to see my grandson grow up and and experience this this work and and not have the matching bag of garbage that would attract somebody that he would need to control or to yell right. at. Yep. And and um, and I and I'm very conscious and aware of um, the son-in-laws, for lack of a better name, um, uh, his his power person dynamics. I'm very aware of the way his father is with his mother. Um, he is the product of second marriages for both of them, and so he's got three older brothers that that are half brothers, um, and. Yeah, I'm very, very well aware of his 
his power person dynamics and what he grew up with. So can you be a space? So can you be a space for his recovery? Because that's what he has to do. You know, that, that hostility that he expresses that he's feeling, starting to feel comfortable to do around you that he kept hidden and the yelling are all signs of the drug he uses to anesthetize the pain, to anesthetize the pain that he has from having been controlled, manipulated, perhaps beaten, who knows what. And so to the, the challenge is to have the brain cells for, gee, I've been the victim of that, and so I identify as the victim, and having been there, I've developed my own drug of choice in order to protect myself from that pain and to refrain from the use of that drug in his presence and to keep bringing forward the total space of active love and cleaning that up is it's um it's going to be a huge project for you i want the space to support you in it but in that you know over this next 16 days whatever it is that you're ready to uh to dissolve that uh we're here to hold the space for it because that's it's as big as it gets Yes, it it is very big, and I just made a a conscious shift when you turned it back on, you know, can you hold the space for him? You know, um, making that shift to understand and take it a little bit farther to hold that space to dissolve that. Because my natural inclination, or it's it's not my natural one, but my power person dynamic. persona, right? My persona, there you go, perfect. I, I couldn't yep. find the word. Um, thank you. Um, my, he, he does martial arts, and I've been trained in martial arts as well, and so my first knee-jerk reaction is I'm going to show you that mine is better than yours if you lay a hand on my daughter. So it is, okay, I'm going to punish you um, and, and keep the cycle going by allowing my hostility to come up and and manifest in in a physical confrontation. So, yeah, that's where I was originally, that's where I've been going with this, and that hasn't solved anything. So maybe, you know, making a shift to holding the space of love and healing. So are you ready to get as committed to free yourself of the drug of hostility as you have done with the drug of alcohol. Absolutely. That means abstention. And I think, and I think <coughs> that I, means I believe, abstention. I believe, remember. Yes, absolutely. It means recognizing it immediately and dismantling it as quickly as possible. Absolutely, yay! That's awesome. And, and, and yeah, and and also the mind energy that is behind it as soon as I recognize it. Just yes. continuing the mind energy that goes into it. Yeah. I acknowledge you for the work you're willing to do. And the work, the work you've done in the last couple of years since we met you and the work you're willing to do is monumental. It's, you know, it just takes me right to that idea of two things from the Course. You know, there's no place so holy upon the earth as a place where an ancient hatred becomes a present love. And hearing the energy shift that you made last week around your stepdad uh, with your mom's ashes is huge. And now, you know, 
when you are healed, you are never healed alone. That, you know, every addict, their first drug of choice that I've seen, and, and this may not be 100%, but I suspect that probably it is 100%. Virtually every addict that I've ever seen who's trying to stop using a substance, their first step into falling off the wagon and using that substance is the use of hostility as a drug. And when that hostility isn't enough to cover the pain that's moving, that's when people turn to a substance. And so the the challenge that you'll face, and I'm saying this, of course, for you, I know that you already know this, you've got the brain cells for this, for the work you've been doing, but I'm saying it for others who may choose to do that. The challenge you face is that if you're not using that anesthetic then you get to face and feel all the times when, and, you know, it sounds like right from the very beginning with your parents that that energy was put on you. And then watching your mom have it put on her by her husband and then by her second husband and watching yourself in the relationships you've been in and then having done it, uh, it's, it's just a, monumental piece of work and anybody that's out there listening if you find yourself using the drug of hostility and you choose to recover then I suggest that you jump on the 12-step bandwagon you take the 12 steps and you go to work and you get to the point where you make a commitment to be a non-user and that you keep clean of hostility and it's a it's a, a, a program or a challenge beyond quitting alcohol, way beyond quitting alcohol, because at least the alcoholic can say, okay, I'm not going to the bar, I'm not going to the liquor store. So when the hostility or fear of the pain starts to move, it's just not there and available. But this is a drug that's internally generated and it's free. So it's a a monumental commitment to say, okay, I'm going to drop that, and that means that everything I've been using hostility to anesthetize is going to surface in me. And that's a huge piece of work. I'd have to agree. Um, When looking at my personal code evaluation that we got our scores back yesterday, um, where my hostility score was, in Florida 2015, April 2015, compared to where it is now. It's huge, um, huge improvement. And the other thing, too, when I took my personal code for this um, particular module, um, I had just received some news that hostility was coming up. A lot of fear and hostility was coming up. And Jeannie told me over the phone, because I told her what had happened, um, there was a, a change in my job. My boss made a decision um, on the spur, and um, hostility was coming up in me. I wanted to call her and say, well, if you're going to do this, then you do it. I'm going to quit. You know. And so what I did, um, I, I took that test immediately. I, I mean, I took that evaluation immediately after I heard that news, and she said, well, you might have wanted to kill them, but your hostility score went up. So how does that happen unless you're doing your work, you know? And um, there was something else that I was going to say. Oh, about my stepfather and, and the ashes 
I don't think I, I talked about that on the show when that happened. I think I just talked to you. But right. um I I had done some work on a lady um that I had a, ho- a lot of hostility towards and when I did that work it drilled down into my stepfather and when I did all the work on my stepfather um it was right after the show I think it was 2 weeks ago I stayed where I was at um after the show and um what had happened a couple of years ago is that my stepfather had removed the ashes um that was in the columbarium of the church that my mother was a member of for 37 years, and that's where she wanted to be. And so I held the the father responsible for turning them over without doing more of a background check on the family dynamics. And then I also called my stepbrother because my stepfather is in a nursing home because he has dementia. Um, I called my stepbrother, who he's the one in charge of all his arrangements, and I expressed, um, I guess did responsibility communication to the best of my ability and asked him, um, this is what my mom wanted. And I think that my stepfather is being very selfish in not honoring my mother's, what her wants are what she wanted and, and her request to be in the columbarium in the church. And um, after the end of what I had to say, I said, I hope you honor my request in returning them, not to me, but to where my mother wanted, you know, to honor her request. And um, he said that he would find out where they were and that he would honor that, and that is just huge um, for him. His hostility didn't come up, or if it did, he very much listened to everything that I had to say, which was huge. Um, and he kept his voice at a very comfortable, calm place. He also acknowledged that um, he's got some work to do with his relationship with his father as well. And um, so, yeah, that was huge and awesome. And that that's just a, a testament or the fruit that comes um, to having these kind of shifts by doing this work. Nice work. Nice work. And the door, it sounds like, is open for the next level big time. Absolutely, and it's coming up physically as well. There's just a lot of physical symptoms that are um, healing crisis type stuff as well. So it's all turning, it's all moving, and I'm willing to make that commitment like in step two where it says, you know, I I make the commitment to love truth and do whatever it takes. You know, I know I'm not, um, you know, through the generations and any emotional, mental healing, physical healing that needs to take place, I'm making that commitment to do whatever it takes to move this energy. Awesome. Any other thoughts for you, Jeannie? Um, I had to go through the screen and unlock my phone so I could get on. (laughs) Are you hearing me? Yeah, we got you. You're on, honey. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Earlier, I, my phone wasn't working at the very beginning of the show very clearly, so I'm going to have to keep it in the window. Um, Gail, I think you're just doing some awesome stuff, and uh, I actually just sent you a text and said, what? This is the first I've heard of this. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, hold it, hold the space. That's awesome about the breakthrough around your mom's ashes, too. I mean, that's just phenomenal what the work can do. I mean, because... I remember an earlier time when we talked, and it was almost like that was going to be an impossibility to get him to cooperate. So you manifested that one really well. And, uh, you know, I just hold the space for you to, to let whatever comes up come up and, and see both of your daughters coming with you up to Michigan and just breathe through it. Jim, do you have any thoughts, any input for uh, for Gail? Well, just that I hold the space for her as well to do my work and be willing to process out what comes up for me as I am working through releasing my own level of cross-generational stuff as it came up in my worksheet last night in the group, so... I join you in the commitment to just keep doing the work and releasing anything that's less than love that comes up. Excellent. Thank you, everybody. Well, is there anybody out there in listener land that this resonates with? We do have a hand up. Great. Let's say hello. All right, it's area code 910. I believe this might be Terry from North Carolina. Is this Terry Man? Yes, can you hear me? You're loud and clear. We got you. Okay. Uh, so I just came from an OA meeting. Um, right. I've decided that it's time to tackle the sugar. That's a really important drug to get rid of. And um, I'm trying to breathe. I know there's got to be a lot of worksheets involved in this. Um, I'm not quite sure where the emotion is coming from. I did hear myself tell someone after the meeting that this is my last friend. Wow, that's big. I know that sugar was my first addiction. I know that um, I have had many um, times where I've realized that it was a major issue. Um, And um, I just don't think I can ignore it anymore. Well, I would be um, digging out the worksheets, and uh, every time that the craving comes, that you sublimate that craving into the energy to do a worksheet around what it is that's going on under the surface. And oftentimes, what's going on under the surface is totally unconscious. So just you know, taking a moment when the inclination is there to reach for it, to stop and breathe, and let yourself look at what's under the surface and what drives that, and there would be your worksheet, and uh, that's it's a, a huge addiction uh, in the culture. I mean, we're we're at a point where we live in a culture where 
the average person eats 250 pounds of sugar a year, which is monumental, and the health effects, the emotional effects are huge. So that's um, courageous, courageous one to take on. I don't think I'm, I'm average, <laughs> um, but I, um, I'm, I'm well aware that uh, the sugar ha- is, is um, suppressing anger. Um, and I mean, I, I can feel that it's from a very, very, very early age. I was a sugar addict. I used to collect bones and go to buy penny candy when I was like six years old. So I know that it's uh whew. And and then recognize then that you've got what in that world would be called dual diagnosis because the sugar is anesthetizing the hostility or the anger. The anger is anesthetizing the pain because the anger too is a drug. So you're gonna be working with two different energies here that um, you'll be clearing out and looking at the underlying dynamics. So we certainly are here to hold the space and support you in in that process. And for sure, anytime anything's up that we can uh, help you with and support you with, we're here to do it. Well, I'm very happy um, that I have the laws of living. I don't think I could um, do it. I mean, I've been in 12-step programs for 31 years, but I don't, um, I've given up a lot of stuff, <laughs> but uh, I think the laws of living has created a, a, a space where I have the tools that I feel like I'm I'm confident that I can get through it. It is nice to have tools, isn't it? Yeah, um, you know I can't dig a hole with a spoon. Um, I mean I can, but. Um, it's nice to have a shovel. Yeah, for sure. And once in a while, a bulldozer. Yeah. <laughs> so I just. And that's what the tools are. I've been reading. Um, I was telling Susan I was reading the third day, and um, I would read a paragraph, and it would make absolutely no sense. Not even one word would go in my brain. And then I would pick up my phone and um, play a game of solitaire. And then I would go back to it, and it would make perfect sense. And I would get it. So I don't know if I was playing some kind of game with my brain chemistry or what with that, but um, but it's, it's really um, wonderful. And, and the tools, um, learning more about how to take, use the tools. I have a friend that started... Susan's class, and uh, she called me, and she said, I don't think I'm doing this right. <laughs> I laughed, and I said, I don't think there is a right. And um, and I said, last year when I took it, I was so overwhelmed that I did nothing um, except go to class. That was the best I could do at the time. And so this year, I'm doing the work, and um, and it is phenomenal. I'm, I'm certainly not doing it perfectly, but um, but I am doing more and getting a lot more out of it, and I'm so grateful for it.
Did I lose you? Michael, I can hear you talking, but I'm not hearing you on the phone. Oh, I, I said... Oops, that was me. That was me. I was saying that what you might want to do is check out the amino acid glutamine. And especially as you're going through withdrawal from sugar, uh, a gram or so of that every four to six hours can be really helpful in um, processing through what you need to process through. And that's something you can just buy at the health food store. Yeah, I may need to go back to my We lost you there. I don't know whether you moved away from the microphone. You want to try that again? I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. There you are. You're clear now. Somebody set off the alarm. So, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? If you stay close to the microphone, yes. Okay, so... um, there, there's uh, something in that I took before, and I don't know because it had both in it. It was either glutathione or glutamine, and I'm not sure which one it was that gave me severe chest pain. So I have to go back to my to check that out. Yeah. So you said glutamine. And yes, glutamine. And it might be that as you take away your anesthetic you're becoming conscious of what's been going on in your body the whole time. Remember, an anesthetic anesthetizes feelings. So oftentimes when you when you give it up, you'll start to notice energies that you didn't even know were there, that you weren't even conscious of. And that may be what the pain is about. But, of course, you want to pay close attention there. Yeah. So did you hear the part I was telling you about working the, the laws of living? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I'm in full agreement. It's like, you know, there's a section in the front of my, pardon me, in the front of my book that uh, talks about life with tools being hell, without tools. And so, having the tools definitely makes the whole thing just so much easier, doesn't it? It, it is. It's so much better. And having the support, you know, when I left the OA meeting, I was I just. I felt nauseous, and I called a friend, and I was going to go see this friend, and um, she was going to go with me to the meeting today, and um, then because of her time management, couldn't, and the meeting today was on time management, and so then she starts telling me what all I should be doing. I should not eat carbs. I should go to the gym. I should do this, and I should do that, and I, and I wrote her back, and I said, I, I'm not coming. Um, because that was the last thing I needed was for somebody to to be telling me what I needed to do when they're not even doing anything. And um, so the good thing about laws of living is that I don't get that. I don't get shit on, and I don't, um, you know, it's just a very nurturing, positive environment where I can, rather than having someone telling me what I'm doing wrong. Yay, absolutely. And it sounds like in that conversation with that person that perhaps uh, a worksheet or two on resentment might be uh, might be useful. Yeah, or 10 or 12. Cool. 
Well, is there anything we can do to support you today? We're we're uh, honored and delighted that you've shared what you're doing, and uh, we're just here to hold the space and help that to move through. And I greatly appreciate it. And I want to know when when we're going to have a woman's weekend down this one. Say say that once again. We missed you there for it. Kind of the phone kind of kicked out. I said, and I wonder when we're going to have a women's weekend down this way. Well, probably when you invite Jeannie and set it up, gather a group of women, and I know she'll be happy to go do it. I had actually mentioned it to uh, Terry. I had actually mentioned it to Susan, and she said she didn't want to leave the men out. So talk to Susan. Oh, well, Susan, I have to get over that. Um, you know, we can't we can't please everybody, and we can't, you know, we just got to do what we got to do. We can do another one where we can include everybody, but, um, you know, right. it doesn't matter to me. But that I told be- her I'd be happy to come down and, and um, to do one and set it up. You know, we just needed to get logistics worked out. Oh, I'm good at that. I can. I, I'm going uh, this month. I'm going to the 31st annual beach retreat, which I started 31 years ago. So yeah, we. I can do that. That's not a problem. Nice. Okay. I well, I will. I'll send you an uh, email with some information in it too, and we'll uh, we'll see what we can work out. That would be awesome. I'm ready. Is there a residential space there to to do a women's intensive? Oh yes. Cool. Well, that that's awesome. I think that'd be fabulous to uh, to take the work and and maybe what we could do is um, is set it up so that we come and do a week of workshops at Unity, and then you know the next week or so do you could do the women's retreat, Jeannie. That'd be fabulous and you know, create support in that whole community on the next level. What uh, what Susan's doing there is just awesome. The the way she has stepped out, taken this and done it is is like opening a space on the planet for people to step forward with laws of living and it's fabulous to watch her. It's amazing. And she not only does the classes um, you know, a couple of times a year, but she also does mind shifters every week, which is an hour and a half to two hours of her time for free that augments the classes that is phenomenal. And I'm so grateful that I'm able to be off on, on Tuesday night so that I can go to that because it's really helped immensely. And, of course, she's also doing one-on-one work with people. So, you know, all the way around, what she's doing in the community is opening such a space and, you know, really uh, gives me hope that we will have uh, – a teacher of that caliber in every city in the country teaching laws of living. That's what I'd love to see happening. So Yes, I, I can see that coming. Yay. Well, All right, young lady, we're all delighted to hear from you, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, how the, uh, the idea of the women, healing women retreat goes. Fabulous. Yes, thank you so much. All right. Thanks for the calling, Terry. Blessings. Bye-bye. Give, give Susan a hug for us when you see her. All right. Well, our call-in number, and this is the last day 
wear that number out, 646-200-4169. And as of tomorrow, the calling number will be 516-418-5786. So this is the last day we're on the uh, Angel Radio Network, and we'll be shifting over to, if you want to, get a uh, podcast program on your uh, phone, uh, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash mindshiftersradio and the podcast of the show five days a week will be delivered to your phone. And I don't know, Ginny, are we making any progress? I know there's been so much on the plate with um, with getting the uh, old shows transferred over to there or copied over. I haven't heard I haven't heard back from them, and I've really not had time. No. So, sure, I understand. Yep, I understand. Well, it's pretty awesome to watch all the plates that are spinning up and the shifts and the changes that are happening in the world. It's uh, it's monumental, and we appreciate everybody who supports with a listening ear, supports with participation supports with financial support in any way, shape, or form that you do. And if this is impacting your life, we invite you to go to our website, whyagain.org. There's a donate button there. Support us. We're working to develop the resources to take this work to every mind, heart, and being on the planet. And we have lots on the plate. We could easily spend next week $10 million with all the plates that are spinning out there take the work on a global scale so if you choose to offer any form of support that would include finances and the way to do it is just go to the donate button and jump on and if this is impacting your life help us to impact others we're in that commitment to take it to every mind heart and being on the planet and it looks like we're down to about four minutes so Jeannie is there another hand up uh, that we might have a quick conversation with or Nope, there's no hands up and nothing in the chat room. Well, Dr. Tim, do you have anything to share the last couple of minutes and uh, maybe anything for Terry? Well, um, I'll just take the opportunity to echo your, your thoughts of gratitude and appreciation for people like Susan Darnell and Gail and others who are running support groups in Michigan and Florida and and points west that um, there's a growing community of people who are actually focusing on what is causing the upset in their lives that happens within themselves and then dismantling it. And so we're putting out a lot more positive energy and we're dismantling the negative energy and it's really making an impact in different communities and one person at a time, one community at a time, this world is a better place. So I have gratitude for that. And again, my gratitude for the people that come to the Tuesday support groups and Thursday support groups here in Illinois. And um, I'm, I'm just sitting in the appreciation and gratitude today. Michael, I can hear you talking, but you're not coming through the phone. Mute challenged. Well, I was just saying, Tim, I'm I'm with you on that 100%. It is such a uh, an honor and such a blessing to uh, to just get to do this with people, to to create this kind of support and watch the shifts, the changes that happen. That you know, the 
Julie's conversation the last day or two in the uh, in the chat in the in the show has just been monumental, and uh, she actually uh, sent me a text after she shared with us on the show um, yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? And she sent me a text. Oh, forgot one thing. I'm learning it doesn't have to be my drama anymore and that it is joy. Yes, I know there's work to do. And she was saying that, um, you know, she was sharing with us that her uh, time... Well, we'll just say thank you, Julie, for sharing that and the work you're doing is awesome and have the best year yet of your eternal life. It's a great gift to give the world. Blessings. Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and myself, Jeannie Rice as we present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. We are here every Monday through Friday from 1 to 2 o'clock Eastern Time on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael, myself, or Aramaic forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. That's www.whyagain.org.